This phone was sitting on the middle of the um, island and it texted and a text came in and I thought, well, maybe it's something he needed to see. So I picked up the phone and it said on there, um, oh my darling, I can't wait to hold you in my arms again. Welcome to the Women Talk Podcast, where ordinary women share their extraordinary stories. We would love for you to share your story on our podcast. Go to www.womentalk.ca and apply to share your story. And now let's welcome your host, founder, and CEO of Women Talk, Bridget Lassard-DL. Welcome to the Women Talk Podcast where ordinary women share their extraordinary stories. It's a real pleasure to be here today because we are sharing an incredible story. What happens when you find that dreaded text on your spouse's phone? That is exactly what happened to Helen Rose. After a very difficult childhood, Helen had finally found happiness. But one day, with that one dreaded text, it was all gone. Let's listen to Helen's story. On April 17th, 2011, this date is um, absolutely etched into my brain. I, it was a Sunday morning. I was uh, cleaning up the kitchen after breakfast. My husband was sitting in the living room talking to his father, as he always did. Not once in nine years <clears throat> did I ever read his texts. But his phone was sitting on the middle of the um, island, and it texted. And a text came in, and I thought, well, maybe it's something he needed to see. So I picked up the phone. And it said on there, um, oh, my darling, I can't wait to hold you in my arms again. And it was like a curtain just came down over my eyes. I know that sounds really cliche, but I walked over to him in the living room and the message was from Fred. Um, and I said, Fred texted you, and he can't wait to hold you in his arms again, my darling. And uh, he was like, oh, he said to his dad, okay, I'll call you back, I'll call you back. And, you know, that was like, um, my world changed then forever and ever. Um, I should note that Fred actually was a girl. He was just writing Fred, so I wouldn't think anything of him receiving texts from a man named Fred. Anyway. So the emotion that followed that after, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I, was, I was so stunned. Uh, and it was a pivotal moment in my life because I had thought that I had kind of worked through all my issues and, you know, from my past. And, and um, I really, truly was just shocked that this was happening and the emotion in the room my dog our dog was panting in the corner you know my husband was crying and i was crying and i just i couldn't believe it and i was just like 
you know, my fists were clenched and I was like, oh, you know, like, why am I dealing with this? And the, the rage that I felt was uh, actually quite frightening. Um, anyway, so from that moment forward, it was like, okay, so clearly my marriage is in trouble. Uh, and uh, we did try to go to counseling, but I just was so destroyed over the news uh, that he had been having an affair and I was frightened and all of those things. So we kind of went on for about a month trying to figure out where this was going and he was very sorry for what he had done and I thought, you know, I, if, I didn't know if I could forgive him. And um, so really, uh, I think it was about a month later, we were laying in bed together and I'd had a nightmare about him leaving. And uh, I woke up and he was holding me and he was like, it's okay, it's okay, I'm here. And so I went back to sleep. Anyway, that morning he said, you know, just stay with me for another, uh, you know, just stay with me in bed. So we literally were entwined with each other, you know, naked and it was really comforting. And then we finally got up and, um, had a coffee and all of a sudden he just started shaking and crying and I said to him like what is going on and I said to him do you love her because if you love her there's nothing I can do and I don't know where that kind of that wisdom came out of that I think it was just a pure shock and he looked at me and he said no you're the love of my life and I uh, am so screwed up and he was crying and shaking. And I said to him, you know, you're going to go from woman to woman to woman. I should mention I was his third wife. I said, you're going to go from woman to woman to woman until you realize you're the one with the issues. Anyway, he was heading to Edmonton to see his daughters. And um, he phoned me on the way and he said, I love you. And I said, I love you too. And later on that night, as I was trolling through the lovely Facebook um, there was a note on Facebook about congratulations, um, my ex-husband and her name, I won't mention, um, if you hurt her, I'll kill you. And I was, it was like that fog just came back over again. And, uh, I knew then that I was losing this battle and I phoned him and I said some pretty horrible things born out of rage, but they were pretty horrible. Anyway, I texted him the next day and said, you know, I'm done. And he's like, I thought you wanted to save my mar our marriage. And I just said, I can't save anything with a third person in this. And so uh, it was a really pivotal moment in my life. I, I did not want my marriage to end. I was so destroyed over what had happened um, that my marriage did in fact end. And what it did though, is he actually gave me a gift. Uh, now I can say this um, eight years later, no, I don't hate him. Um, he actually passed away um, almost uh, a year and a half ago. And I felt like I was his widow and we never really did come to any reason why the marriage had ended. But what he did with this gift is he allowed me to start on another level of my journey into understanding myself, why I would choose a man like that in the first place. Uh, it really fed into my um, abandonment issues 
And eight years later, that's what I'm doing is I'm helping women now deal with their past issues, their past hurts, traumas, all of that. And uh, I, I will say that uh, I am not grateful my marriage is over, but I am grateful for where I am sitting uh, now in my life. Uh, it was a rebirth of sorts. In 1996, futurist Rolf Jensen predicted that the highest paid person in this century would be the storyteller, regardless of occupation. Well, he was right. One of the best ways to grow your business is by sharing your story. And the best and safest place to share your story is at Women Talk. Become a Women Talk member today and change not only your life, but the lives of the women around you. Go to www.womentalk.ca slash membership for more information. Wow, that's, um, that's something very difficult to go through. And I think so many people go through that same exercise. <laughs> Um, tell me, what was the best thing that has come out of this? And what is the worst thing that came out of this? Well, the best thing that came out of it for me was I got to uh, really examine myself. I mean, we go through different stages in our lives where we think we figured it all out. And if the universe has decided that you actually haven't figured out or there's more lessons to be learned... Um, so I would say the best thing for me is that he gave me a freedom in a certain uh, weird way. I, I'm not giving him any credit, don't get me wrong, but I was given the opportunity to rebuild my life. The worst part of that experience is when he passed away, I think there was a part of me that always wanted to be able to have a after the healing to have a real heart-to-heart -heart conversation because he not only hurt our marriage and himself but he hurt my my son who adored him he hurt a lot of our friends and um i think the worst thing is that i will never ever hear why what he was thinking even though on a certain level i do know but it's torturous almost and it's something that i'm continually trying to uh work on what do you think he was looking for i think just knowing his his history as i do he was really looking for his mother's love and um i think that he you know he actually was the most adorable little man he was like five foot six and really kind of this little chubby teddy bear gorgeous little loving guy i used to always joke oh my god i'm married to a 12 year old and indeed i was married to a 12 year old he wasn't capable of loving any more than um he could for any of the women in his life so what do you think you were looking for when you married him oh my gosh bridget what a great question you know i think uh, I'd all, I had always struggled with relationships uh, because of a deep distrust of people just based on my childhood. 
um, I think I was looking for a family. I, I wanted a more traditional family and I, I don't ever want to take away from the relationship that I have with my son. It was him and me against the world. But at some point my son was going to grow up and move on with his life too. Um, I think I really just wanted, I really liked being married with three kids. You know, we had, I had two stepdaughters. Um, I think I was looking for a family and I didn't really explore what was important for me. And I thought that's what was important. And financially, were you okay? Because so many women, you know, once they go to divorce, through divorce, it, it's a struggle. Oh, I remember being so frightened that I wasn't going to make it. Like I'd always had a business and uh, we kind of semi-retired. Uh, and we were okay financially. We weren't rich, but we weren't poor. And we did, you know, we had a beautiful home and, you know, we kind of did, you know, traveled and, you know, lived well. Uh, and so all of a sudden I had to kind of think, oh my gosh, now I've got to go back to work and this is serious. And I was left with, um, you know, pretty much what I brought into the marriage. So um, I was lucky enough to have enough that I could rebuild. Now, it's been a, it's been very frightening, you know, the last eight years, it's like, oh my God, I'm not going to make it because all of a sudden I'm in my, I'm, you know, going to be 58 in April and I'm thinking, oh my God, how am I going to make it? Like, this is the serious time when most people are not so financially uh, strapped or worried and all of a sudden I'm in it and it's, uh, it was a worry at first for sure, but I've managed to rebuild it. Uh, with a lot of hard work, but it, it is frightening for women. Uh, I, I came out of it with a lot more than what some women come out with. So I am grateful for that. So if you had one piece of advice for a, a woman that's about to leave her husband and the security of money and comfort, what would it be? Well, you know, the one thing that I did is when I, this is when I kind of started my journaling journey, I bought a, a, a journal and I wrote in it every day. And just because I, I was so, um, so leveled by what had happened, I was, I couldn't figure out any of my feelings. The one thing that I did manage to write out was trust your path. And um, I had to believe that somehow the universe was going to put me in the place where I really needed to be. You know, I think that people come in and out of your life for a reason. Um, now I can say that all now with all that certainty, but I would say is, you know, lean on, lean on your friends, on your cheerleading squad, uh, get therapy, and journal, 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 journal. So tell me, how did you use that experience to become who you are today? And we'll talk about this after because you're a pretty amazing woman now. Oh, thank you. What I did was, so I was sitting with my therapist and I was, you know, I'd already, I'd always had a business background. I'd always been an entrepreneur. And, um, you know, I'm, I think that my experiences when I was a small girl gave me the uh, strength and enough anger to not let someone beat me down um, or that a situation beat me down. So um, I was sitting with my therapist and she said, well, what do you want to do with your life? Because I was working in uh, a law office, which the job was great. I loved the job, but it wasn't going to give me the life that I wanted, you know, in terms of finances. And so I said, you know what, 
I'd love to be a psychologist. And she said, nah, forget it. By the time you get your master's, you'll be too old. And I thought, okay. <laughs> and so then she said to me, what about life coaching? And I remember sitting there thinking, really? You need a life coach to live your life? Well, so I'm driving home from Calgary and I'm thinking, you know what? Just look into it. So I did. I went online and I found this great um, college out of Vancouver that offered a um, an online course, and it was a six month course. And it really um, it, it it's not psychology. It's a different. It's an entirely different healing modality. But I thought, you know, I can help people. I've had all of these experiences in my life. The divorce was just one of them. And it's given me the voice to share my story and really uh, help others understand that you can overcome these, you know, pitfalls and traumas and all of those things. Now, it takes a lot of work, but it's put me exactly where I want to be in the universe. Funny how that is, isn't it? Oh, love it. So you're a life coach now. Life coach and um, an author. I, you know, I, I wrote a book in 2008. I'm just currently working on the second edition. But what, now what, what, what's the name of your book? Uh, my book is 53 Grove Road. And it is the um, account of my life in the foster care system. And, um, and just kind of the struggles that I had which would kind of explain, you had asked me earlier, you know, what did I learn from it? It kind of explained why I would choose a man who wasn't emotionally capable of being a husband and that I would choose someone that would eventually betray me. Um, so then the second book is written from the healthy side of, of me. I don't, uh, to date, you know, I never ever now assume that I've always done my work because that's when the universe goes, oh, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't ever say don't those words. Ever say that. <laughs> oh boy, that's Give really up. asking for it. I'm good now. Look at me, how sensational I am. Oh, totally. Boom. And, oh boy, and boy, is it humbling. So, um, and I actually do a podcast series as well called Sharing Stories with Helen Rose. It's about the stories of people who have made it to the brink or who had come back from the brink of what they think is a disaster. And uh, my God, it is everywhere, Bridget. Like, you know, you know this, this is why you do what you do, but there's so many people um, that need to tell their stories and that's where they get their strength. Totally, right? Like I keep saying all the time, like you don't get to choose what the universe is going to dish out to you. You know, what all the stories that can happen to us. But when you share your story, you get to decide what it all means. Yeah, and what you're going to do with that. Do you want, I have my favorite saying is wallow in poo. Do you want to, <laughs> do you want to wallow in poo or do you want to pick yourself up and become uh, something for someone else who doesn't know where to go after a disaster like that. You, we need to make good use of our disasters. And for me, um, that's what I do through my writing, through my journaling retreats, through my coaching, all of that kind of stuff. Who do you like to work with the most? Um, I really like to work 
with uh, women mostly, although I do have uh, men that are clients as well, um, are people that have realized that they actually see a little glimmer in their life that they actually are in control and, and not necessarily the control of what happens to them, but they're in control of how they deal with what happens uh, to them. So it has to be someone who's willing to do the work because it's hard work. I never want to ever want to make it seem like it's a breeze because it's ongoing. I still struggle with, um, with my divorce. Uh, not that I'm not, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm in a, a lovely relationship now. It's not about that. It's about um, trying to get the ego out of it. And, you know, I was at the hands of someone that was not evil. He was a lovely man. Um, he just was so damaged and he didn't, he couldn't even begin to start to figure out his work. So I really like to work with people who are ready to accept all of their little flaws and how they can carry their life experiences in a positive way. Um, how did you get to a place where you can trust somebody else in your life again? That's a good question. It's a really hard thing to do. Because um, once you've been cheated on, it, it sticks to you. Like yeah, it's like it really, you get it off. Yeah, it's very true. So I've been with uh, Lawrence now for, it'll be seven years in January of our first date. We didn't really start dating till um, like it's been about six years. Um, he's a lovely man. He, um, um, uh, he puts up with a lot with me, you know, he loves to go out and curl and, you know, he golfs and I always say to him, you know, please don't curl or golf in a mixed league. And he just, he, it's not fair to do that to him. And what's nice is we have those really good talks. He understands me very well. Um, and, you know, slowly, I, it's not that I don't trust him, but every once in a while, those little whispers or echoes from the past experience come in. And I think, and then, you know, I, I just have to realize that he's not my, my ex-husband and, um, and I can't control how somebody else feels about uh, their life. If, if it came to a point that he didn't want to be with me anymore or I didn't want to be with him, I would hope that it would be done in, in an honest way. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but I'm always prepared for it, Bridget. I know it sounds terrible, but it is something that I still continue to work on. So if people want to find out more about you or they would like to maybe uh, have a conversation with you to have you as a coach, how can they find you? So if uh, anyone's interested, just go to my website, www.helenrose.ca, and uh, you can sign up for uh, um, a uh, free Find Your Peace discovery session. Uh, I'm just uh, putting together a bunch of events, journaling. I'm doing a journaling retreat in Canmore in January. Ooh. And uh, also, yeah, and I'm also organizing a trip, uh, a journaling uh, retreat to Greece in September of two, 2020. And uh, what about your book? If people want to get your 53 Grove Road book, where do they find that? So again, just go to my website. Everything's there and just send me, shoot me an email if you want. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. And um, I should also mention that uh, you are a Women Talk director in Bow Valley, which is <laughs> Banff and Canmore. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, it's, yeah, I'm so excited. And I just found a perfect spot 
for to hold it our monthly uh, meetings and our monthly uh, sharing story meetings and oh yeah I'm super excited about that I Thank think you. you are gonna be sensational in that <laughs> position to help create a safe space for people to share their stories Thank you. Thank you, Helen. Thank you for being so generous with your story. I'm sure that a lot of women will connect with you. That's awesome, Bridget. Thank you so much. Thank you. And again, if you'd like to find out more about Helen, go to www.helenrose.ca. Bye-bye. If you have a burning desire to share your story with our audience, apply to be on our podcast. To apply and find a full list of our podcasts, go to www.womentalk.ca.